spirituality, consciousness, health, and mindset. Welcome to the Ascent Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Chris Hopper. And I'm Dan Harrison. Together, we are all wisdom knowledge. Hey, what is up everyone? This week on the Ascend podcast, we had a very unique opportunity to sit down with a very interesting lady called Emma Orbach. She's 64 years old and has spent the last 20 years living completely off-grid. And when I say completely off-grid, I mean completely off-grid. No electricity, no Wi-Fi, nothing. (laughs) And she lives in a self-built roundhouse and her daily chores involve tending to a vegetable plot, collecting fruit, tending her goats, her chickens and her horses and chopping firewood. And she also gets her drinking water from a nearby stream and only ventures to the shops for treats like rice and chocolate. And her evenings are spent in the glow of a stove, looking at the night sky, looking at the stars, cooking her dinner and playing music on her Celtic harp. This was honestly a very rare conversation and me and Chris travelled almost seven hours just to get to the location where Emma was and not to mention the seven hours drive back as well. But it's all good. It was all worth it to meet a very interesting human being like Emma. So as Emma is completely living off grid, that means no mobile phone, no email or Facebook just to send a quick email to her. So you might be thinking, How the hell did we actually make this one happen? And we're still thinking the same thing. (laughs) So we were actually, just to give you guys a bit of a story, we were given a heads up by someone that there's this interesting lady called Emma who was living off grid in West Wales. And after two more minutes of being told about her, me and Chris said, yes, let's do it. We've got to do this. So anyway, seven hours later of driving, And after being given the heads up that there's this little dirt track road that is the nearest location to where Emma is, which was still supposedly one mile away from where Emma is located, me and Chris decided, what the hell, let's do it. So we got to the dirt road, end of the dirt road, and there was not much sign of life. A few sheep, a a couple of cows, and that's about it. But then tucked away in the corner of our eyes, me and Chris noticed that through the woods there was a farmhouse, So me and Chris decided, what the hell, let's go and knock on the door, as you do. Thinking at the time as well, in the back of our minds, we're going to get shot here. And we were in wheels as well, so that's definitely going to happen. (laughs) All jokes aside. But anyway, we knocked on the door, no answer. So we decided, what the hell, let's go around the back. (laughs) So anyway, as we went around the back of the house, we actually realised there was a few people like a community who were in the garden they looked like they were growing food and picking uh, fruit from the garden and we actually found out later as well that this was also another self-sustainable community so anyway at first when we did stumble across this these people in the garden the, the community we could tell that they were thinking who the hell are these two idiots they definitely didn't look happy that we just walked through their potato patch and knocked on the door so anyway Me and Chris eventually found out that we were in the correct place. However, they said it would not be possible for them to even contact Emma if she still lived at least one mile away from them in the middle of the woods. And the only route to Emma's place was through the woods, through their land. And obviously, just being two random aliens aliens turning up, they were not going to let us walk through their land. So 
at the time we were thinking it just wasn't meant to be. And honestly, we were just about to give up and drive off. And then this amazing lady called Anne, who honestly this podcast would not have happened if it was not for her. She had some intuition from the universe or somewhere else, wherever you want to call it, that this needed to happen. And she kindly walked the mile to ask Emma if she would be up for doing the podcast. So yes, stage one complete. Initial contact nearly there. Come on universe, we were saying. So me and Chris took a seat on the grass and waited for Anne to walk down Emma's place. It was a beautiful day, honestly. The birds were chirping, the sun was beaming and there was a little spring that was tinkling in the background. Beautiful day. I said to Chris at the time, this is definitely going to happen. I just feel it. So anyway, about 20, 30 minutes later, Emma came around the corner and after a bit of negotiating, she agreed to sit down with us and record a podcast. Yes, stage two complete. However, she said, one condition, no Wi-Fi or electrical appliances. And straight away, as soon as she said that, I knew she was a, a very interesting person. But however, if anyone has had any experience with modern day technology, which I'm sure you all have, most of the time, as you know, you need some form of electricity running into a power supply. And especially when you're running the podcast as well. So after thinking about it for a few seconds, I realised that I'm going to make this happen and I could hook up the batteries to the recording equipment. Now, I'm not saying I'm no Nikola Tesla, but after making this one happen, I definitely felt like him. So eventually the gear was set up. We're here. Yes, podcast time. Let's do this. So this is our conversation with Emma McCabe. The conversation is obviously not a large one. It's under 30 minutes. And the battery did well to last that long. And in the show notes at the Send Podcast website, I've also put a little video of Emma's place and where she lives so you can see her roundhouse and how she lives. And if you also want to watch the video format to this podcast as well, that is available on our Send Podcast YouTube page. And if you've been sitting on the fence about supporting the podcast for our Patreon page, this has got to be at least worth $2. <laughs> so please consider becoming a patron. And we promise the more people who support this podcast, the more insane these types of podcasts are going to get. Honestly, we promise you that. So anyway, enjoy this very, very rare conversation with Emma. Enjoy. So, Emma, thank you so much for um, doing this and joining us on this beautiful day mm. near your beautiful home as well. Um, and I, I just wanted to ask you as well, I mean, you are somebody from the outside who's living, living to me anyway, you wouldn't say this, and like you said before, but you are somebody who's living a, a very different alternative life, a beautiful life in my opinion. I mean, but um, what, and for people who don't, under, who, who don't um, know, like your sort of, your background and things like that, I mean, what did you... How did you come about to, to live in a life like this where you live off grid and things like that? What inspired you to do that? Uh, I realised um, when I was in my late 20s that I, I thought electricity was a mistake, basically. Oh, wow. Lived somewhere um, for a little while, uh, which we'd done up, which was ruined, and then lived there for a week, and then the electricity arrived, and I remember switching on the first light and thinking, ah, oh, I don't know if I really should have bothered yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like that. yeah so um 
Um, I think so. The honest answer to your question involves um, things like past lives, you know, and um, I think all this lifetime I've been a bit surprised by what's going down and um, pictures of me as a little girl I'm looking a bit puzzled yeah. <laughs> and I can remember thinking oh, I'm not sure you know yeah. what's going on here <laughs> and um, I- in my opinion this sort of modern age that we're in the, the madness I call it yeah. it's a very small amount of time isn't it yeah. so I think um, I think I've spent a lot of lifetimes living close to the earth and appreciating all the amazing um, experiences that yeah. the earth offers without any, um, you know, I- interference from any sort of technology. Yeah. <laughs> you know, did, did you realise that, um, like, like you said, you used the word madness, did you realise that from a very young age that the world that we're living in, it, to a certain degree, is quite a lot. It's quite a, like a, a mad, mad place. <laughs> to, to, use, to use them terms, you know, people <laughs> talk to me about reality, yeah. and I, and I, I tend to feel that reality is a, an entirely selectable event. Yeah. You know, what I call reality may not be what you call reality, yeah. and what everybody who lives out there in it calls reality, I call the madness because <laughs> that's how it is to me. Yes. And, um, it's obvious to me that people are running around like gerbils on a little wheel, desperately yeah. trying to earn money and buy all the things that you're supposed to have if you want to be cool and um, in a consumer world. That's what makes it all go round, isn't it? It certainly is when you're actually outside of the void of um, of like this consumerist lifestyle. I mean, consumerism is what's making this... <laughs> making everybody work in these like stressful environments to buy things they don't need to impress people they don't like and Emma it feels like you've like got that deep understanding from an early age that it takes people into the late 60s to even understand (laughs) even then they don't sometimes I know (laughs) some people don't even yeah uh, consumerism never really um they never convinced me you know um and uh I realized when I was young that I didn't want to earn lots of money that I'd rather downsize, downshift, live simply and be free. I want to be free. And um, I don't observe that people are free. I think they're slaves, you know, to to money. So are you living living completely sort of off-grid now? Yeah, off-grid, there's a lot of misconceptions about off-grid. I don't live off-grid. I don't do lecky, and those are two different things. Off-grid means having your own source, like of solar water, and wind mm. yeah so you have electricity but it's off the off the grid um i don't have any electricity wow um yeah so you're completely 100 percent raw <laughs> I, I i i think um nature's great you know I, I think it was actually incredible yeah i think it was incredible as well how we you um how to, we couldn't even contact you ever because you had no yeah. sort of uh <laughs> sort of quote-unquote monday access to the modern world which i thought was really interesting to I mean, why did you actually well, choose to do that? I do have a landline. You yeah. don't seem to have managed to navigate that very well. <laughs> All <right>. Other people <laughs> do. All right. <laughs> probably just me. That's probably just me. There's <laughs> these things called letters as well, you yeah. know, and they reach me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes we forget that the pen, the pen and the paper's invented as well. <laughs> we, keep, we keep wanting to know what's next and we keep yeah. forgetting what we've already got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but wh- why did you actually choose to make that decision though because like you like mm. uh, when I was contacting you your mm. landlines obviously not 
at your proximity like we no, like, across two like I have my mobile phone in my pocket all yeah, the time yeah, Chris has his mobile phone in his yeah, pocket all the time yeah. modern day humans have the phone in the pocket all the time yeah. you've decided yeah. to to not do that why did you decide to not do that yeah uh, to have a bit of peace and quiet yeah <laughs> simple <laughs> um, simple yeah um, so it's uh, my homemade phone box is across two fields I don't want a phone ringing in my house I don't want to feel I have to answer it yeah and um, my mother um, she used to worry that I I, I needed a wind up radio and to be you know in the world like that and uh, I used to say to her why, why would I want somebody jabbering at me like in my home you know yeah. <laughs> so, so I just I like it quiet yeah everybody else seems to need to have their phones ringing all the time and need to be checking things and I think it's some sort of disease that is stopping people from uh, ever having to be at peace with themselves and I think that's uh, I feel quite concerned about that mm. I think that's um a problem <laughs> yeah do you do you think as well with you with you like you living more in a sort of a nature in living more in nature and being more in touch with the, the natural earth let's say and like living off root and things like that you, yeah, off grid sorry would you say that allows you to be more connected to not not only connected to nature because that definitely allows you to be more connected to nature but does it allow you to be more connected to yourself Yes, it allows to be more connected to everything. And, and yeah. my true self, that's a nice expression. Yeah. Mm. But, um, yeah, I think that we are sort of creatures, if you like. Yeah. You know, who who are adapted to inhabit this planet. And um, I'm observing, you know, apparently some of the native Aboriginals of Australia um, call us mutants yeah. because we've kind of mutated. Yeah into some weird species yeah. <laughs> that puts concrete down everywhere and you have to move around in a little metal box all the time and rush yeah. every, you know but all of that um yeah what's it all about and where's it going i'm not convinced i don't see that people are happy doing it yeah i think the earth is really unhappy i think we're we're a, a total hazard now our species yeah well. and um yeah, that's how it seems to me. Do you, do you think this, like, sort of... Because um, it seems to me that when I'm looking around at the world, and I would love to see your opinion on this as well, that, and it's I, I feel it within my own being as well, that this sort of, this modern-day notion that, like, more, m- more, like, everyone wants more, 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 like you were saying before, but that, that notion to me, a lot of people now are starting to... Like, I know a lot of people who listen to this podcast are realising that more things isn't happiness like for me i yeah. went through a period where i thought more was happiness when i was un- uneducated yeah. but na- but are you seeing that that more people in the world yeah. now are actually realizing that yeah. more is yeah. more is not happiness and it's it's yeah. the real things that are happiness yeah yeah retail therapy they call it don't yeah. they yeah, yeah. <laughs> well maybe you feel happy for a minute when you buy something new if you like it but yeah it doesn't make you that's not happiness is yeah it? it's not yeah, yeah. Like you were saying before, true. I think for me, what I've realised, and that you probably resonate with this as well. Like you said before, true happiness is is doing the real things in life. Like, the, do you find that that true happiness is actually found in in the in the real things in life? Yeah, you know, I I um I think contact with the elements is one of the things that yeah. constitutes happiness for me. So most people in modern life are cut off from fire. And I collect my water from a little water, a little waterfall in the woods from the stream. Oh, that's cool, that. It's really beautiful. The water is delicious. I light a fire every day. I, I love fire. And um, peace and quiet. And green. <laughs> I think, I yeah. think, I think we're sort of, I, I feel green is like my comfort zone. Yeah, we're surrounded by it now, aren't and, we? It's and, beautiful. And, and yeah, where I live, it's just green. And um, 
yeah, I think personally that we are adapted to um, thrive in in nature, yeah. <laughs> in the elements and things. It's, uh, you know, that's 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 what was what this planet's about, and that's what is good for us. And um, most people, as I said, are, are cut off from. They never probably see a fire. Yeah. Water certainly isn't fresh and drinkable. Yeah, I agree <laughs> it's mostly with that. poisonous. It's, and, um, it's very interesting that you see in all this, Emma. Like, because yeah. right, um, right back in the heart of the cities, like a lot of people rarely even see the colour green <laughs> because they're so fascinated, um, transfixed on this like concrete jungle, as you yeah. kind of pointed yeah. out. And it feels like in that sort of environment, that concrete environment everyone's living in a stressed out existence but it feels like you don't do you ever feel like stressed or do you ever feel like concerned or worried is it <laughs> um <coughs> i really try not to mm. i think it's a life choice yeah and i i try not to have a lot of rules but i do have a few rules and one of them is no stress so if i catch myself stressing i try to stop and if anybody else does i try to point out to them that they they could decide to stop yeah. <laughs> so I think uh, I think it's good to um, educate ourselves not to. Yeah. What What other rules do you have, Emma? You? Uh, well, some of them are quite simple, really, just like you know, no mobile phones and computers. And, yeah. um, but I try not to do too many rules because I I don't think they're necessarily helpful. I think it's more creative for people to decide things for themselves yeah, if like that's it. possible. And obviously. Um, yeah, there's a sort of certain level of peace and quiet down at my place, which it's good if people don't disturb. So, like loud drumming late at night, is, yeah, I love is, that. isn't appreciated. Okay. <laughs> 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 it's, it's interesting how we, um, how before you were talking about how you said that when you are in are in nature, that's your sort of home. Like, because mm. that's what I call nature, my home sort of thing. Every time I go in the woods, or mm. even now, I just like you said before, you you see the sense of green, you see the yeah. birds, you, your ears. I've talked about this before on the podcast. How your ears start sort of. Re- rewilding back to who you truly are like you start yeah. he- hearing all little tweaks in the birds and things like that and when you're in to m- my opinion when you're in like uh, say a, a city or something like that you that to me anyway gets shut down but when you were saying before about how um, you could see like when you are in nature you feel better there's actually I mean you probably you might not uh, be aware of this but there's actually scientific studies now that say that certain human beings who are in environments like in a they had like two that what basically the scenario was they had two um they had a group of a placebo group which was people who were in like a plain white room who were medically ill yeah. and they put them in a, a greenery yeah. and the people who were in a green room with yeah. f- forests and trees yeah. actually healed themselves yeah. a lot better yeah. Yeah. so yeah. it's healing properties as well it's actually being going to be scientifically validated now that it's good for who yeah, you well. are it's kind of like um, science is finally catching up to nature. I know yeah. it makes me laugh. I just think yeah. it's really funny, but but good, you know, because loads of people believe in science, and, yeah. and if that's what what's and I think needed, so, so much needed to reach mm, the mm, other people. Mm, mm. Yeah, and I think it's pretty obvious, though, really. Yeah. yeah. Who 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 was it? I mean, who who would actually? I mean, when you were first obviously looking into this sort of type mm. of lifestyle, who was it who influenced you? Was there anyone who influenced this movement for you? Um. <clears throat> Gandhi was an influence on me in his idea of non-violence and um, and I wanted to include the earth in non-violence so oh. I wanted to live in a way that is non-violent to the earth as well as to my fellow human beings so um, he was a bit of an influence um, mostly I think what's helped me in my life is just to follow my own gut sense of what feels good yeah. 
and I often say to people, you know, what do you think your life would have been like if when you went to school your teacher said, you know, now, um, Danny, I want you to follow your bliss, you know. Yeah. Um, we're educated out of, I believe, sort of actually having a really strong sense of what's real. Mm. And our rational minds get told this and that and the other. And But I think I've just followed, you know, I run things past myself. If it gets a no, I don't do it. And if it gets a yes, I do. Um, and I and it's pretty reliable. Yeah. <laughs> I love it how so yeah, simplistic it is. Well, I, I think it can be. And I think a lot of people are confused. But I run it past my heart, not my brain. Does this feel good? Yeah. Is this going to make for happiness and good things? Or is it dodgy? It's like touching in the yin and yang of life, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think everyone can do it. How do you think people could do that? Like, if you see if someone's listening to this now and they, they're struggling with that. Yeah, I think... I, I think anybody can do it who wants to. Yeah. So you have to take time to be a bit quiet to sort of, you know, feel things, don't you? And um, yeah, uh, ask yourself, you know, is my life really nourishing me? Is it making me happy? If not, why not? And what 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 might make me feel happy? <laughs> you know, anybody can ask those questions, can't they? Yeah. I, Oh, sorry, I was just well, uh, I was sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Um, I was just going to say um, we had a, a, pod, a guest on the podcast before yeah. called Dan Milliman, and he had a book called Earth is the Perfect School. Yeah. So, and I was thinking there. I mean, your education—it must have been like you've really learned like the art of life um, through Earth. So I was thinking to you, Earth must be like the perfect school. I think so. I think the Earth can teach us just about everything. Yeah, oh, that's a beautiful point. And, and um. And people, we do need people as well, though. And um, yeah, but when I was a kid, I spent most of my time up trees with my brother. Yeah. Because that felt like the nicest place to be, and we we didn't totally enjoy um, the sort of being around the adults. So we often used yeah. to just go and climb up trees and, and take <laughs> our food there and everything. And so I think I've always felt at peace in nature, and not really convinced by um, what humans are up to. Do you think? Do you think everyone is like at, at the core, um, at peace with nature? Deep down, do you think everyone is rudely connected to nature, or do you think there is some people now who's who's lost it all, who lost that deep connection, have gone too far? Yeah, well, it's an interesting thought, that isn't it? Can you go too far? I mean, I suppose I think we are nature. You yeah, know, we're just mm. one of the creatures, aren't we, that live on this planet? Yeah, that's what Dennis McKenna says. He oh, says okay. we are of nature, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, you know, so we are theoretically part of it all. But we've allowed ourselves to make choices that have taken us quite far away from the earth. And that's a mystery to me, mm. why that's happened. Sometimes when I'm joking, I say to people, I, I blame mud. You know, I think people <laughs> don't like mud, so they put concrete <laughs> yeah. down. Because um, <coughs> sometimes people come and visit me in the winter and they're a bit surprised at the mud, you know. Um, but, but really, the answer is I don't know how we've sort of gone so weird. I have no idea. Yeah. You know, it seems quite extraordinary to yeah, me. Yeah, definitely. That we've mm. made so many choices that I don't think are making us happy. It's it's not just a little, it's not just like a selective few, but it's the vast majority yeah. of the world has become westernized. Yeah. That, that's a thing, though. I think more people now, I really feel it, though. I mean, there is definitely people who aren't, but there's more people who I think are, are, are waking up to that fact. Like, people aren't yeah. happy with this, this sort of, this narrative we've been led to believe that this is the way that life should be. Mm. People aren't happy with that, and people are waking yeah. up and realising yeah. that. Yeah. And that's why yeah. I think even in the future, more and more people are going to be drawn to sort of the way that you're living. I mean, yeah. I'm already drawn, being drawn to this alternative lifestyle yeah. where 
yeah. don't need all this crap in my life. Yeah. No, great, and and that's really great, isn't it, to feel that? And um, I, I I don't like to be cynical about things, but I did. I had a lot of planning problems initially to yeah. get permission to to live how I do, where I do, and. Um, I started to feel after the years rolled by that maybe the most subversive thing that you can do in a consumer society is not to make anybody rich. Um, I like you that. know, <laughs> actually. <laughs> and um, if everybody decided to live like me, you know, I don't know what would happen to all the fat cats who were getting rich on the consumer world and the, the modern lifestyle, yeah. you know, so. Yeah, no I, I, I do bill. think you're right. You use the word "led to believe." You know, I'm afraid. I think there are those people who have a vested interest in keeping the consumer madness yeah, going, mm. and 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 the more people like yourselves who, you know, are trying to put it out there. That, and I just like to say, you know, we're, we're all free. We're all free to choose not to do it. And the yeah, more people not. who are, mm. who decide that it's not not fun, you know, and and can show that there's other things that we can do yeah. that are maybe th- going to make people more happy then hooray yeah. yeah I think a little I think f- very few people as well they, they they don't even like dabble in it uh, dabble into this alternate lifestyle yeah. they don't even have a walk in the woods yeah. they, d- um, yeah. they don't even turn the phone off for an no. hour and no. just little things like this yeah. can give you a little yeah. glimpse of what's really yeah. going on in, in the world because nature is a beautiful experience yeah. I mean I, I do like um, use my phone um, and I do like living close to a, um, a city but again I, I have my time where I switch my phone off I, I go away with my friends and yeah. I just experience life yeah, and I, I, I do have a walk through the woods and yeah. like, I understand there's yeah. so much value there Yeah, yeah. I, it's just teaching people that value really I like what you said before as well when you said um, I think it's beautiful like you said basically you said it's a choice because choice is a superpower and you can no matter where you are in your life, whatever you're doing, you can just stop for a second and think. I know it's hard to see this when you're when you're in the in, within the game itself, but you can just stop and just think. Yes, this is a choice. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, <clears throat> but it's hard for people. I think when they're really caught up in the consumer madness, trying to pay the bills, they try- It's hard to feel feel that that choice exists. Yeah. Mm. So um, yeah, I'd like to encourage people. It, it does exist. <laughs> it it, it might um, take a bit of courage, you know, yeah. to <laughs> jump out of what's called reality yeah <laughs> I like um, that there was um, a film made it was a Welsh language film made a few years back and um, I can't remember what it's called unfortunately but I thought it was great it was sort of it was set in the future so there was a survival pod you know all completely artificial yeah. <laughs> and food was in little capsules you know <laughs> and um, there was thought police and if you were like thinking dodgy thoughts that you weren't supposed to have the worst thing that could happen to you would be you'd be sent out of this survival pod so of course the heroine or the hero does get sent out and um, discovers a whole lot of people sitting around fires having a great time yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, and I kind of hope it's like that really that um, there's a whole lot of people who've, who aren't playing the game yeah. and, uh, and I, I'm having a great time yeah I love and, that um, yeah, just to encourage people that you don't have to take part in the in the madness. Yeah, and, and you're more likely to be happy, perhaps, and less stressed. Yeah, definitely. If you um, slow down and uh, listen to the birds. Yeah. yeah, Emma, I don't think your smiles left of your face. To be honest, <laughs> I really do. I think it's I think it's been there since the start. Um, one question I want to ask you as well as I know, obviously, you live in like in a round house. 
why, why? I call it a hut actually. Yeah. The house is quite posh. My, my, yeah. my hut's quite little. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All a round hood. But what did you, I mean, did you choose the design of that round hood for, 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 for a specific reason? Um, yeah, round I think is a really nice shape, a nice yeah. space to live in. Hasn't got any scary right angles. What yeah, I call it. yeah. And um, just because there's, there's actually a lot of psychologists who are talking about that sort oh, of okay. design lately. And but if you look around you, you know, apparently the Earth is round. Yeah. I haven't seen that myself, but and then <laughs> the, the moon and the sun, you know, they look round. Yeah. And when I look out of my eyes, I see round. Yeah. And um, so yeah, the Native Americans they used to live around. Used to be used mm. to live on the ground. I mean, do you do you sleep mm. on the ground as well? No, it's very damp here in Wales. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would love to. <laughs> I do like sleeping out in the in the good weather yeah. under the stars, but um, I really appreciate um, not being damp yeah. Yeah, in the winter. Mm. Um, but yeah, I suppose I think in the end that, like creatures, like birds, um, it's fun for us to build our own dens. You know, to build our own shelters. Yeah, and that's natural. And so, you know, mine doesn't cost anything, maybe £1,500. It's quite comfy. It's very comfy, actually. I think I live in luxury. Um, but the good thing is it, it'll just become compost if I don't live there. And maybe the windows won't have to be removed. They won't compost. But um, most of the rest of it will. And most people now, they buy a house and then they rip out the 5000 or £10,000 kitchen that somebody else has just put in yeah. in order to make it their own. And a huge amount of waste and money is used it's, up. It's, uh, Whereas if we all just did simple, like nobody has to like my hat. If they yeah. don't like it, like I said, it'll just become compost if I'm not using it. And then somebody else can build themselves the shelter of their choice. It's like, the, I think it, it goes mm. to the sense of the chains that we have around our uh, necks. Mm. Like there's a metaphor where it says if, like, the, the, the chains around our necks are, are like our the physical things that we have to spend all our time to buy. Like yeah. say, like you don't, ha- you don't have to spend all that time to buy your house mm. like Monday uh, the way the Monday uh, Monday lifestyle set up now you have to work so many hours to pay for a house that eventually in the end like you said it won't be yours anyway because eventually the house the earth's going to take your house back but you're spending all your time to pay for something that is really the earth's going to just take away anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I think that's one of the shocking things and people talk about civilization. and mm. it's not civilised to create a culture where people can't afford a, a roof over their heads yeah what's civilized about that yeah and, of course. Um, it's shocking it's the water yeah. as well that's that's, that's mm. the thing that I mean we pay for water yeah you pay for water yeah that is insane yeah, yeah. But people don't even realize that in the head though <laughs> i know and 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 yet you know be fair it is piped in sort of vast distances to yeah, so we we'll pay for water <laughs> and then we put crap in the water <laughs> <laughs> well that's why you have to pay for it isn't it because it has to be sorted out yeah you yeah indeed so, so yeah, um, we've come a long way to create a lot of problems. What's it like, yeah. um, the stars at night time? Because you said before That's you fantastic. have no electricity, that would be yeah, beautiful. Yeah, no, absolutely fantastic, yeah. Mm. And in the winter, because we don't have electricity, we have a lot of night. And um, I encourage people to sleep a lot, and I encourage people to get up in the middle of the night if it's a beautiful night yeah, and go, go for a walk you yeah. know experience night night do, you don't just have to have your eyes shut because yeah. it's dark and um so yeah we appreciate the darkness and moonlight and stars a lot it's and, like uh, it's like perfect really because you're avoiding against the whole artificial light and you're yeah. and you're working with nature yeah. as well so yeah. whereas people in like 
like a, a city wo- a fighting against nature to yeah. stay awake and stuff like that <laughs> even taking pills to stay awake and then <laughs> taking pills to sleep <laughs> you are actually yeah. using working with nature I mean when it gets dark you go to sleep when it yeah. comes light you wake yeah that's exactly what we should all be well, doing well that's what happens though it, uh, I don't sort of just like if you sit by your fire sometimes I don't always bother to have a candle on because it feels quite bright and um, after a bit you you start to feel sleepy because your system starts to shut down if it's dark yeah and, um, yeah, circadian rhythm starts to slow down. Yeah, and I'm quite big on sleep. I think most people have a huge sleep deficit, mm-hmm. and that yeah. links into the two different sides of our brain. So we're living in a sort of super rational um, left brain culture, yeah. and the right brain doesn't really get a look in. And I think the right brain appreciates darkness and silence, and um, is is really important. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting before when you were talking about the stars as well because. I think um, with the light pollution around the world, I've noticed this that we sort of, we forget. It, it makes you forget that you're on a planet. Yeah. That's what I think it does. And then yeah. when you have the opportunity, like we had the opportunity last night, we just slept in the van. Yeah. We parked the van up. And we just slept because yeah. we, we were driving for quite a while, and we just found like a lovely country lane, yeah. and there uh, where it was just in the middle of the woods, basically. Mm. And we looked up the stars, and yeah. we were standing out the stars for like 20, 30 minutes, and before we went to sleep, and we were absolutely yeah. knackered as well. <laughs> um, but we still just took it upon ourselves to look up because. It's a beautiful reminder that you're on a planet. Yeah. You're, you're you're in this avatar on this beautiful planet, and you just, we just forget it. I yeah. We forget that aspect. Yeah, of no, it. totally. And I think that I, I I get quite grumpy in midsummer because it's so bright all the time, and I don't get to see the stars much or yeah. the moon. And I find it easier to feel connected to you know the rest of the universe and the galaxy when when you see it. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah. It, I love that. If you could give, probably would be a good time to wrap it up as well because I don't, um, I don't trust that count. I don't trust the the, the technical equipment. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, if you could just, if you could sort of just um, maybe give one piece of advice to some people listening to this now, what would you, what would you say to them? If you could say one thing, or two things, or three things. <laughs> uh, um, I I think that things are only going to get better if enough people kind of really follow follow their hearts and 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 think other tick outside the box you know mm. what what what's being fed to people as reality is madness and it's possible to live simply and happily on the earth yeah i love that it's beautiful, yeah, it's isn't it? a really beautiful. Good point. thank you so much by the way yeah. beautiful thank podcast you, okay. wow Emma was a really interesting human being and really inspiring as well and I think from time to time we've all had visions of completely giving up on the Monday lifestyle and living off grid. I I know I definitely have and I really do think that the Monday life can definitely make us realise a lot of the time and make us ask ourselves the question as a society are we really on the right trajectory and I think as a society we have disconnected ourselves from what truly matters in my opinion and we are definitely losing an important part of who we truly are but however i still think there is a balance point where we can have our technology but at the same time we need to bring a more ethical approach to it an awareness of when technology is becoming too much and when it's time to actually go for a walk in the woods or when it's time to actually get off facebook and have a real in-person conversation or instead of just relying on a supermarket try growing our own foods and or even support a local farm that is doing so and i know i'm definitely not at this point we all have contradictions in our life 
and many of you are probably not at that stage either. I think what we, as as people, you, we, we, you know, we are all just trying to figure things out. But one thing's for sure, we're all on this ride together and it's only ourselves that's going to create a more sustainable planet. And I heard a quote the other day and it said that, it's okay, the next generation will change it. Then the quote said, but wait for a second, everyone who is born is here right now. Beautiful powerful code and we all know we we can wait around for someone else to do something for in life for us but we need to be the ones that make change and that first comes from you becoming of service so first off that's by doing our daily practice improving ourselves and then when we get to that place that's when we can help other people so anyway we love you all so much gratitude for you even taking time to be a part of our journeys and grateful for us being a part of yours peace and love